You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sacks in the Basement. Ever since opening day, we've been giving you a simulated White Sox season when we thought there would be no baseball in 2020. And we got you pretty much through June until it became obvious that Major League Baseball was going to make an attempt to come back. And now, with teams working out their home ballparks and a July 23rd starting date for the league, with the White Sox starting off against the Twins on the 24th of July at home, we have been accelerating the simulated season to get you to an end point. Meanwhile, Sox in the Basement has been talking with guys like Scott Merkin from MLB.com, that show now available. We'll also have Andy Mazur, the brand new radio voice of the Chicago White Sox, on the program this coming Wednesday. But today... On a Sunday, we are going to fast forward to October the 8th. The White Sox, after winning the first two games of the ALDS against the wildcard Minnesota Twins, went to Minnesota and got their clocks cleaned, losing both games and come back to Chicago for a decisive Game 5. Will this be the end of a simulated season that gave the White Sox an American League championship and their first playoff berth since 2008? Or next week, will we be giving you simulated games from the ALCS or World Series? One way or another, we are a week away from the conclusion of this simulated season. The biggest game of the year is up next, and it's all brought to you by Family Waterproofing Solutions. They cover pretty much all of northern Illinois and northwest Indiana. Great work. Look them up. Go to FAMWS.com. They are our proud sponsors. Veteran-owned, female-owned, and family-owned. Family Waterproofing Solutions. This is Sox in the Basement. Let's get it underway. We go to the rate on October the 8th. The White Sox, who won 103 games in the 2020 season and took the AL Central, try to hold off a three-in-a-row comeback from the Minnesota Twins to advance to the next round of the playoffs. It's Sox in the Basement, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SoxInTheBasement.com. of the American League Divisional Series. The White Sox and the Twins here at Guaranteed Rate Field. Hello, everybody. My name is Chris Lanuti. This White Sox simulated season brought to you by Family Waterproofing Solutions, FAMWS.com. Simulating with MLB The Show 20 and doing it ever since opening day with daily games each and every day since opening day until we found out that baseball was coming back. Now we fast forwarded to the postseason. Sox won game one, 11-4 behind Carlos Rodon. He gets the start tonight in game five. Sox won game two, lost the next two in Minnesota. And we have a surprise starter. Dave Smeltzer, the left-hander, is going to pitch instead of Jake Odorizzi, who was the assumed starter going into today for the Twins. It's the postseason on Sox in the Basement, found everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at SoxInTheBasement.com. Rodon went seven in game one, got the win, gave up seven hits, Two walks, struck out seven. A great opening game in this series. And the Sox are looking for that kind of effort today. Everything is on the table. Everyone is available. Folks are waving white socks here in the stadium as pitch number one is thrown across for a ball just high above the letters to the leadoff man, Byron Buxton. Going around the horn, Grandal catching. Abreu at first. Second base is Mendick. Short is Anderson. Third, Moncada. 
left Jimenez. Center Robert, in right field, Larry Garcia. The wind is blowing in from center field tonight at eight miles per hour. That pitch is outside, 2-0 the count. The Sox won the division. The Twins were the number two wildcard team. They won on the road against the Angels, 7-6. And then down two games to the White Sox. Roared back to win two in Minnesota to bring us to a game five. Next pitch fouled off. Now he drops one down the third baseline. Foul. Moncada gets it out of play. Count is even two and two. To the leadoff man, Buxton. The lefty, Rodan, into the wind. The pitch popped up into the camera well next to the dugout down the third baseline. Count remains even at two. Next pitch fouled off straight back. Count remains even. Rodan toes the rubber and delivers. Swing and a miss. Buxton goes down. That is the first out of this game as Rodan gets a strikeout right away, and these fans love it. He's pitching with those high socks. He's got style out there. Ricky Renteria says the only guy not available to go tonight is his starter if there is a game one in the ALCS, Lucas Giolito. If he needs somebody else, they will be ready to go. Polanco steps in. Takes a strike on the outside corner. 0-1 the count. Into the wind. The pitch from Rodon. Low and inside. A fastball. 1-1. Fans didn't like that call. Rodon takes his time. Rondal down to one knee. Now a fastball just low. 2-1 the count. Ed Drummond is your home plate umpire tonight. He has a glorious mustache. As he stands back there to call game five of the ALDS against the White Sox and the Twins. Into the wind and the pitch. Swung on and missed. And Polanco is now 2-2 two two in the count. With a left-handed pitcher up there, the Sox have options on the bench if they would need it. Later on, when a righty comes in, Nomar Mazzaro will not get the start as he is terrible against lefties. Garcia will get the start instead in right field. This pitch lifted in the center field by Polanco. That's going to be a base hit in front of Luis Robert. So a runner on first now, and here comes Arias. The second baseman did very well in Minnesota during this series. He was a thorn in the White Sox side after being relatively quiet all season against White Sox pitching. Rodan hits the outside corner 0-1 and starts blowing warm air into his hands. A chilly night tonight here at the rate. Temperatures expected to get down to the high 40s. It's going to be a cold and chilly night in Chicago in October. The fans are bundled. They wave their white socks in the air. The pitch on the way, low and away, misses. One and one the count. Full house here at Guaranteed Rate Field. And while you will not see a full house in 2020 during the 60-game season, I still expect fans at some point. This one is lifted in the right field. Underneath it is Garcia. He will make the catch. Two gone. Here in the top of the first inning. And you're listening to Sacks in the Basement. The podcast for fans by fans. 30 minutes of Sacks each and every Wednesday. This week, Andy Mazur, the new voice of the White Sox on the radio, joining Darren Jackson this year in the booth. He'll be joining us on Wednesday. Scott Merkin, still available on demand with a report from summer training 
You can go find that now anywhere podcasts can be found and always at SoxInTheBasement.com. Miguel Sano takes two pitches on the inside corner. One's a strike, one's a ball. One and one the count. The next offering, low and in. A ball, two and one. There's a runner on first in Polanco. Sano had a big home run in game three of this series. Really got things rolling for the Twins as they blew out the White Sox in this game. Brown ball over to second base. Mendick scoops over to first. The 4-3 put out. And the first inning is over. So Rodan gives up a base hit. Also strikes out a batter. Doesn't give up any runs. We go to the bottom of the first. Here on the south side of Chicago. Devin Smelter is going to come to the mound and pitch for the first time this entire postseason. 32 starts at a record of 12-6. and six over the season, a 5.82 ERA and a whip of 1.58. Minnesota electing to go with the lefty instead of the righty Odorizzi, who was the scheduled starter, but the White Sox have beaten him up in every game this season. Odorizzi never made it through five innings against the White Sox all season long, including in game two of this ALDS. This one down the line, Anderson on the first pitch. Puts it into the corner at the 330 marker. It rolls down there. He's in the second with a leadoff double. One pitch and a man on second base right away. And this place is pumped. Puts it right over the bag. Sano cannot get there. Surprising that Donaldson is playing first. And Sano's at third. We've seen them switch that up on the White Sox for defensive purposes. But today it's Donaldson down at first and Sano at third. Ground ball over to third base. Sano's going to field and send it over to Donaldson at first. And Yuan Moncada, who's batting second, doesn't even give me a chance to introduce him. And he's down. So there's one gone, two pitches so far in this inning. A runner on second and one out. Here's Jose Abreu. Against lefties, Abreu moves back up to the three spot in this lineup. He does very well against left-handed pitching. A very different lineup against lefties. The White Sox went to this about midway through the year and got great success with it. Keeping Moncada in the two spot. Instead of the three and moving Abreu up. Normally, McCann has gotten most of his starts against lefties. Not exclusively, but he's not in there today. It's Yasmani Grandal, the starting catcher. Pitch on the outside corner. Called a strike. One and one. McCann did get a start. In game four of this series. This one flared out towards short. Great scoop by Polanco across his body to first base. The runner holds at second, and Anderson, who gets on with a double, now sees the next two batters come up and ground out. Folks, it went official today. The Houston Astros win game five against the Boston Red Sox, and the Astros, who just like the White Sox, trailed for the majority of the season in their own division, end up winning the West, and they will await the winner of this game. The Sox would be the home team. The Twins would be a road team. And a high fastball called a strike to Aloy Jimenez. Anderson dances off a second, two outs, and a no-one count to Aloy. Swung on and missed an inside changeup. 0-2. First pitch, Anderson put it right down the third base line since then. White Sox bats unable to get anything going. Inside pitch misses. And Smeltzer has Jimenez one and two. The Sox are waving. I can imagine, though, that it is a distraction to the hitter. Outside pitch misses two and two. 
Wave them behind the pitcher. Don't wave them in the stands. You want Jimenez to pick up the ball instead of seeing White flying all over the place. The 2-2 pitch. Swung on and fouled off down the first baseline. Count remains even at two with two outs here and a runner on second base in the form of Tim Anderson. Smeltzer checks the runner. Now throws an inside pitch, almost hits Jimenez on a slider. Count goes full three and two. Edwin Encarnacion stands on deck. He hits very well against lefties. The pitch on the way. High pitch, call the strike. Jimenez doesn't like it. He stands at the plate. He wants to know where that one was. Unfortunately, it was in the strike zone. Jimenez goes down looking. A leadoff double wasted. We're through one. No score. To the plate, Mitch Garver. He's hitting 474 in this series. He had a three-home run game in game three in Minnesota. He basically put the Twins on his back to bring them back in this series, and the catcher takes a strike on the outside corner, 0-1. Rodon working right away in the zone, very confident like we saw him in game one of this series. Now pitch down the third baseline, just foul, fielded by Moncada, out of play behind the bag. 0-2 the count. The kick in the pitch, just misses low and away. Count now 1-2 to Garver. Rodon is pitching quickly. Grandal moving around a lot behind the plate. Carlos Rodon came back from injury and has yet to take a loss in 2020. High fly ball in between the plate and third base. Big pop-up. Underneath it is Juan Moncada. He'll make the play. And there's one away. Carlos Rodon, a revelation. Because he came back in late July in a game against the Chicago Cubs. The White Sox were trying to take all four against the Cubs. We did that simulated game. We did not fast forward through it. We had his debut about a week and a half ago on Sox in the basement. And he would have gotten the win if the bullpen wouldn't have given it up. He's pitching deep in games. No complete games, though. And did not take a loss in the entire back half of 2020 when he returned. He's 2-0 here to Eddie Rosario with one out in the top of the second. A foul ball down the third base line. With Rodon healthy and looking very good in summer camp for the Chicago White Sox over at the rate right now. Even though Scott Merkin told us on Sox in the basement that he believes that the original five starters will start the season. Carlos is going to make a play to break into that starting lineup, and he wants to be in that rotation very badly. Ground ball over to second base, scooped by Mendick over to first, and there's two gone. Josh Donaldson comes to the plate. The big right-hander can put a charge into the ball. He's one of the players we sat around and talked about on Sox in the basement for the past year that would have looked good in a White Sox uniform. And you're going to sit there and say, but Chris, what about Yoan Moncada? I like Edwin Encarnacion, but I imagine a Donaldson sitting in that spot and able to come in and play third base and still spell Abreu over at first. He's played both positions all year long for these twins. An inside pitch called the ball, 1-0 the count. Next one's low, 2-0. 
But I do like how this team is constructed. And it really is set up for long-term success. And I think that's what's got White Sox fans so excited. What a kick in the teeth. We didn't get a full season this year, but I'm looking forward to at least something. An outside fastball misses 3-0 the count now to Donaldson. As Rodon is working around him, he's cruising in this game, and he does not want to make a mistake to a guy that's up there just looking for a mistake. Next pitch inside, gets the corner on a fastball low above the knee. 3-1 the count. Rondell shows the sign, gets down on the crouch. Here comes the pitch. That's a strike on the outside corner taken, and now the count is full. Two gone, nobody on, fans up on their feet for the full count pitch here to Josh Donaldson in the top of the second. Swung on and fouled back. White Sox fans are getting up on their feet for every important moment, trying to will their team through the ALDS. Swing and a miss, he got him. And the inning is over. Carlos Rodon goes 1-2-3 in the second. Another strikeout for him. We head to the bottom of two. No score here in Chicago. Edwin Encarnacion will lead it off. Grandal to follow. And then Larry Garcia. Then on to Mendick and Robert in the back of the top of the order. Let's just go through everybody this inning. Get some runs against Smeltzer. Here's a guy who puts on a runner and a half per inning. We had a runner on in the first inning. Right away with a double. And the two, three, and four guys couldn't get it done. Now I got the five, six, and seven. Starting off the second inning, that one's fouled off. 0-1 the count. Now Edwin puts another one down the third baseline. Two quick foul balls. He's 0-2 in the count. Encarnacion hit over 300 against lefties this year. But only 255 on the season. That tells you how crazy the split is with him. Still went out, though, and got 32 home runs for the White Sox. And has had two in this series so far. The pitch on the way. Down the third baseline, fielded by Sano directly behind the bag. Would have been nice if they would have skipped off the bag, but it doesn't. He's over to first. And that's out number one. Hard liner. Hit the ground right in front of third. Went over the bag and into the glove of Sano, who was guarding the line. And a 5-3 put out, and here's Grandal. Asmani hit most of the season in the two spot, but showed struggles, especially in the second half against left-handed pitching from the right side of the plate. And the majority of his power all year long came from the left side. He has to bat righty. Well, he, he doesn't have to, but he chooses to against a left-handed starter and Smeltzer. So he stands in the right-handed batter's box and takes a curveball on the outside corner for a strike, 0-1. Larry Garcia waits on deck. The next offering. That's a strike at the knees, and he's quickly 0-2. Rondell is hitting 385 in this series. Into the line and the pitch. High misses on a fastball. 1-2. This has been the kind of series where it's been offense, 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 but early on, the pitchers are doing well. Ground ball over to second base, fielded and flipped the first, and there's two gone. One hit so far given up by each one of the pitchers in this game, and there's two outs here in the bottom of the second inning, and Larry Garcia comes to the plate, batting righty, the switch hitter, against Smeltzer, the emergency starter. 
Outside pitch called a strike, and I don't know how much of an emergency he was or if it was a plan or a revelation that, hey, Jake Odorizzi gets rocked by the White Sox and has been rocked by him all year long, just like Dallas Keuchel gets rocked by Miguel Sano. But the Sox still started him. Maybe they shouldn't have in Game 3. Garcia lifts this one down the first baseline. It will hook just foul. That would have been extra bases. Right fielder coming over. Cruz did not have a good chance at that. Next offering now. Up the middle, off the leg of the pitcher. Rolling towards the third baseline. Garcia will get on with an infield hit. Smeltzer looks a little lame. Catcher's out there talking to him. They're going to walk around. Training staff's going to come out. They're going to take a quick look at him. He's shaking that leg. Looks like the left leg got hit. He says he's okay now. He'll go back out and pitch. Meanwhile, Danny Mendick's going to come to the play with two outs here and a runner on first. So Anderson got on with no outs in the first inning with a double and was stranded. Garcia gets an infield hit off of the pitcher's leg. That could only be a good thing for the White Sox. He stands on first with two outs. Inside pitch is going to roll a little bit. Garcia on his way to second to throw down. He is safe. Ball gets away from Garver. It'll be ruled a pass ball. And Larry Garcia's Johnny on the spot gets down to second base. Meanwhile, it's 1-0 to Mendick with Robert, the AL Rookie of the Year, standing on deck. Runner in scoring position now, 1-0 pitch. Outside misses, 2-0. Two teams with incredible offenses and have beaten up each other all series long. That one's low. 3-0 the count. There hasn't been one game in this series in which less than 10 runs were scored by these two teams combined. In fact, the lowest run output of the entire series was 11 runs in game two. That's a ball, and Mendick's going down the first. And now Smeltzer's in trouble with Luis Robert coming to the plate. Two gone, two on. The AL Rookie of the Year has not performed very well here in this series. He looks a lot like he did at the beginning of the year. He's hitting 200 against the Twins in this five-game set. Puts this one down the first baseline into the crowd. Foul. One and one the count. The next offering on the way. Swung on and missed. Outside pitch. It was high. Robert offers at it and swings through it. One and two now with two on. Anderson waits on deck. It's a lot of pressure to put on a rookie. Being in these playoff games. This one's down the third baseline. Just foul. And again, the guy that just got on, Danny Mendick, hit 285 this year and only got a few games in last September. He's a rookie, too. This one's sent right back up the middle. Coming in is Buxton. He will make the play. That ball almost falls in. So the Twins escape. Sox put on two this inning. Second inning in a row with a runner in scoring position, but nobody crosses. No score after two. Nelson Cruz will lead off for the Minnesota Twins 
here in the top of the third inning. The Family Waterproofing Solutions third inning are proud sponsors. Family-owned, veteran-owned, female-owned. They'll do an estimate on-site, over the phone. They'll use Skype. They'll use Zoom, whatever you feel most comfortable with. They have methods to do things safely. And they have socks in the basement deals. Make sure you ask about those. Family Waterproofing Solutions. Visit FAMWS.com. Pitch on the outside corner goes for a ball, 1-0, as Rodon gets this inning underway. Next pitch, also a ball for Seamer, just misses on the outside corner, 2-0 to Cruz. It did take 36 pitches to get through the first two innings for Carlos Rodan. As this one's fouled off, 2-1, and and the Twins would be best served to try to get him through his pitch count quickly. As he has dominated them in the games he has played them in this year. Swing and a miss on a pitch on the outside corner. Two and two the count is even now. Carlos Rodan back from surgery. The X factor has been such a big help to this team. One of the reasons they've been able to power their way to an AL Central Championship over the Twins. And he won game one with the best pitching performance of the entire series so far between both teams. And that one's flied out. Can of corn to Jimenez. And there's one gone. Marwin Gonzalez gets the start. The first pitch down the first baseline, hooking foul into the stands. 0-1 the count with one out here on the top of the third inning. Guaranteed right field, south side of Chicago. The American League Divisional Series tied up at two. Sox twins on a cold, crisp, clear night in October. 1-1 the count. The offering from Rodan is high, called a ball, 2-1. So far, all four games have gone to the home team. Swing and a miss on an inside pitch. Pound is now even at two. Gonzalez standing in the right-handed batter's box. The switch hitter now pops this one up behind second base. Coming in is Robert. He'll wave off Mendick and make the play. And there's two gone. Byron Buxton comes to the plate for the second time in this game. He is the first batter from either team to get a second at bat in this game with two outs in the top of the third inning. The righty awaits the first pitch. Inside corner just misses 1-0. Strike zone looks very good so far today. Rodon isn't getting any help. Neither is Smelter, but they're not actually having any pitches called against them either. Pretty much down the middle. At least so far. That's a strike on the outside corner, one and one. Grandal sets up on one knee inside and jams Buxton on an inside pitch. Soft fly ball, can of corn for Jimenez, and this inning is over. Rodan has gone through three. He's given up one hit. There is still no score. We head to the bottom of the third inning in a decisive game five here on the south side. Tim Anderson comes to the plate. Timmy has had one heck of a series. He also had a double on the first pitch of the game that he saw. And on the first pitch here, he swings and he lifts it in the right field. Not getting out, though. Nice play made by Cruz on the run. So he's seen two pitches. He's had a double and a fly out. There's one gone. So Anderson is anxious. Meanwhile, Yuan Moncada hitting from the right side in the two spot. He saw one pitch and grounded out last time. This time he takes one inside, ball one. One and oh the count. The next offering, swung on and fouled back to the backstop. One and one, a low pitch there. 
Talking about the interesting series that Anderson had. Didn't really give me a chance to talk about it. Here's a guy who's gotten some big base hits. Who has played with a purpose this entire series. As that's fouled off, one and two the count. Got hit by a pitch in game three. Came right back the next at bat and hit a home run and talked about it. As now Moncada goes down looking on an inside pitch. He didn't like it, but it was in the zone. That's a strikeout for Smeltzer, and there's two gone already, and Abreu comes to the plate. Tim Anderson has tried to be the vocal leader. He has been very vocal in the press during this series about how it's now the White Sox time. This one lifted deep out into left field, back towards the wall, gone! Abreu with a solo home run! The White Sox veteran gets a solo shot with two outs here. In the bottom of the third inning on the first pitch from Dave Smeltzer. Three rows back in left field, just to the side of the White Sox bullpen. This place is electrified. He gets a pitch on the outside portion of the plate, about thigh high, and rockets it out of here. 102 and a half miles per hour, 364 feet on that one. And the White Sox lead one to nothing. And Aloy Jimenez will come to the plate. And if you were doubting why he's batting fifth against righties and third against lefties, what a comeback he had in a season where he was down hitting in the 250s before they did that. He ends up hitting in the mid-280s. And the power comes back. He may not be at his best, but he is still very, very good. This one now cracked by Jimenez out into left field. That's going to fall in for a base hit. He's feeling the flow. We got a runner on first. Still two outs here. Smeltzer was cruising. Now the White Sox trying to jump on him. While he's off balance, here comes Edwin Encarnacion. The first pitch to Edwin is a strike on the outside corner. 0-1 the count. It's all hands on deck here for both teams. Because you're either going to win or you're going to go home. The pitch ripped down the third baseline, foul. Hard hit, but now 0-2 with two outs and a runner on first. 1-0 White Sox here in the bottom of the third. The kick and the pitch. High misses on a four-seamer inside. 1-2 to count to Edwin. Next offering, foul back off the catcher Garver. Count remains 1-2. Edwin, second most home runs on the team this year with 32. The next offering... Misses outside. Count is even now at two. No 40 home run hitters on this team, but an awful lot of guys who hit them in the 20s and 30s. Swung on. Out in the left field. It will not get the distance. Underneath it is Eddie Rosario. He'll make the play about five feet before the track in left center field. Abreu takes one deep. With two outs, a solo shot, and the White Sox, after three, lead in game five, one to nothing. Here's Polanco. He has the only hit of the game so far for the Twins. They're kicking off the top of the fourth inning. And on the first pitch, he rips this one directly out in the center field for another base hit. He's two for two. So the American League batting champion, Polanco, who beat Anderson by one point, one point. Otherwise, he would have had back-to-back batting titles. 
And he's the only guy with any hits in this game for the Twins. He's got two. And the leadoff man is on. And here's Luis Arias. The lefty takes an inside pitch for a strike. 0-1 from Rodan. The next offering. Swung on and missed. He went outside. Well out of the zone on the slider and made him chase. 0-2. Sano stands on deck. Carlos does not want to give back that run. Got him on the inside corner looking. Three pitches. He sits him down. Carlos Rodon is not intimidated. I feel like he's been waiting for this his whole life. Here's a guy who's dealt with injury. Those that have doubted him. Those that have written him off and said he can't even be a part of this team's future. When in reality, he's signed through 2021, or at least there's control through there. As this one's lifted out in the center field, Robert's going to camp underneath it. Can of corn, and there's two gone. So no flies out on the first pitch, and up comes Mitch Garver, Mr. October for the Minnesota Twins. At least this time around, in this series, he has been nearly unstoppable. Runner on first, two outs. That pitch is a strike on the outside corner, up in the zone at the letters. Carlos is painting corners. He's been doing it all game long. Two gone here in the top of the fourth inning. Polanco on first. A strike on the outside corner called again. They're in there. Twins hitters are just not seeing it very well. It might be all those white socks spinning around the heads of the fans. Now a high pitch. Call the ball one and two. Anything you could do to disrupt the batter's eye or the focus of a batter. And that's a strike on the inside corner taken, and Garver is going to tell his story walking. Looking at the replay, that is clearly across the plate and below the letters. A brilliant pitch. He never gets the bat off his shoulder in the at-bat. Another strikeout for Rodon. We lead 1-0. Yasmani Grandal will kick off the bottom of the fourth inning for the Chicago White Sox here. At guaranteed rate field, Dave Smelter remains on the mound. Throws an inside fastball, call the ball. 1-0 the count. That was the 50th pitch for the twin starter. Now a strike on the inside corner. 1-1. One and, one. and Garver, after the first pitch, looked back at the umpire as though he thought that was the same pitch he got struck out on. It was not. That first ball was clearly more inside than the one he went down on, but he's still upset about it as he never swung and struck out against Rodan on four pitches to end the last half inning. Swing and a miss by Grandal, one and two. Now an inside pitch. Garver tries to frame it. Umpire doesn't fall for it. He yanked that thing way back into the zone. Two and two the count. The next offering. Swung on, down the first baseline. Stay fair, it will not. Falls just foul on the other side of the chalk. Count remains even at two. Now Grandal puts a charge in the one. Out in the left field, that's a base hit. Right out in front of Rosario, he'll get it in. A single for Yasmani Grandal, who pumps his fist and yells into his dugout. The White Sox must be happy to be home after being in that horror show that was Target Field. They said coming into this, look, we beat these guys all year long. It's playoff baseball. It's a different animal, but they still have to come back to Chicago in front of our fans and beat us here. If they do that, then tip of the cap. The White Sox feeling confident, a young team that believes in themselves 
and believes this is the beginning of a long run as a franchise. High pitch Leary Garcia is a ball 1-0. And now he is 2-0 on a high pitch. The 2-0 pitch on the way. Swung on down the first baseline. Almost took the umpire's head off. 2-1 the count. No outs here. Top of the fourth inning. Ground ball through the hole. Left side of the infield. And that's a base hit. Garcia's on. There's two on now. No outs. Danny Mendick comes to the plate. Sox fans getting excited. First pitch to Mendick. High and inside. 1-0 the count. One of the reasons the White Sox have done so well against the Twins this year. And it's a theory we floated with Joe Binder from Sox on 35th who's been doing the post game for us and a nice little partnership during the pandemic between Sox in the basement and Sox on 35th. And then we also talked about it a little bit with Scott Merkin this past Wednesday. The idea of the White Sox, if the pitching is indeed what we believe it to be, and if the hitting just does what it should do, we can match their bats and outpitch them. As this one's fouled off. I don't think Smeltzer has any chance of making the White Sox rotation if he's on this team. Base hit into center field. Runner's going to hold Grandal at third. As that one's over the head of Polanco. Mendick with a base knock. The bases are loaded. Everybody advances 90 feet. Luis Robert comes to the plate with the bases loaded. No outs. And the American League Rookie of the Year is yet to have a moment in this series. And the first pitch on the outside corner is a strike. 0-1 the count. But I don't think a smelter is a guy that you're expecting, if he's in a competition, to be a starter on the White Sox. I don't know if he would make the team as a starter. We have a ton of starting pitching. And that's kind of the difference. Odorizzi they don't trust, so they go with another guy who hasn't pitched in this entire series for Game 5, rather than go with their number 2 starter for the whole season. 1-1 the count now. And trust me, folks, it said Odorizzi until the game started. Then they made a change. Ground ball, back to the pitcher, thrown home, and then thrown down the first. They're going to double off Robert. One, two, three in your scorecard. As he grounds to the pitcher, the force out at home plate, and then the throw down the first base on a great throw by Garber. A wasted opportunity. Robert hits into a double play and nobody scores. Runners now on second and third and two outs, and Anderson comes up, and the first pitch is lifted out into left field. It is tailing back. It is near the wall. It will die on the track, and the inning is over. Sacks had a golden opportunity. Robert grounds out into a double play to the pitcher. Nobody scores. We're through four, leading 1-0. Top of the fifth inning, Carlos Rodon has done very, very well. He's given up only two hits. And he has been dealing out there today. He's got a one-run lead, one-nothing White Sox. They have seven hits, and only one run has crossed the plate, and they wasted a golden opportunity there in that last half inning. You load up the bases on multiple base hits. You have no outs. Robert grounds it back to the pitcher who goes home, and Garver goes down the first base and doubles him off. With that much speed, that's frustrating. And then Anderson flies out deep to left field to the track with two still on. Eddie Rosario now up. 
And he's quickly 2-0 in the count. The lefty against the lefty Rodon. Who's into the line and delivers. Swung on and fouled back. 2-1 the count. 61 pitches to this point for Carlos Rodon. This one lifted in the shallow right field. Mendick's going to go back and call off Garcia. He'll make the play. There's one gone. Josh Donaldson comes to the plate now. He's 0 for 1 in this game. Carlos toes the rubber and delivers. High inside fastball. 1 0 the count. There's a shift on. Mendick on the other side of second base. So three infielders on one side of the infield and Abreu holding down the right side. Next offering. Inside pitch misses 2 0. So Rodon goes 2 0 to the first batter and then gets him. He's 2 0 here to Donaldson. Into the line, the kick and the pitch. Swung on, sent over on the one hop to Anderson, flipped over to first, and he got him. For a moment, it looked like that was going to be a soft lineup. Anderson almost seemed like he was playing it that way. Then he let it bounce in front of him. He pulled up, let it bounce, and then threw out the runner. I think he could have charged it and made the play. Nelson Cruz comes to the plate and immediately rips one into center field. And he's got a base hit. So Rodon gets the first two. And on the first pitch to Cruz, you got a runner on first base. Not very fast. And Marwin Gonzalez, the nine hitter, comes to the plate and fouls off an outside fastball. 0-1 the count. 0-1 to Marwin. Two outs. Top of the fifth inning. Nelson Cruz on first. White Sox up 1-0 here in game five. Swing and a miss. That's a strike right down the middle from Rodon. He's got Gonzalez 0-2. Imagine if you get this from Carlos Rodon upon his return in a 60-game schedule. It gives me chills. The lefty into the wind in the pitch. Low and inside misses 1-2 the count. Rodon checks the runner and delivers. Swung out and missed. He got him. Another strikeout for Carlos Rodon. He has now pitched five allowing only three hits. And we are heading to the bottom of the fifth inning with a one nothing lead in game five of the ALDS. Juan Mancata will lead it off here in the bottom of the fifth inning. The kick and the pitch from Smeltzer is inside a four-seamer called the ball, 1-0. Smeltzer entered the inning on 67 pitches going here into the bottom of the fifth inning. An inside fastball makes it 2-0. And he was really a base knock away from maybe being chased in this game. But he's out there still dealing. Fastball in the outside corner. Hits the zone 2-1. Goan stands in, next offering. Swung on and lifted out in the right field that will drop in for a base hit. And Mankata is on with a leadoff single. Nice little base knock over the second baseman, Arias. And he's standing next to Josh Donaldson now down at first base. And up comes Jose Abreu. Abreu with a solo home run. His last time up is one for two. And he is the reason we are leading 1-0. There have been eight hits in this game so far for the White Sox. A solo home run. And seven others that did not produce runs. Well, actually six others that did not produce runs. The seventh is the Mankata one right now where he's standing on first base and that's a ball in the outside corner. 
1-0 to Abreu. Inside pitch sent down the third baseline. Bobble by Sano. Now he's up. He throws it over to second. He gets him. And then over to first. Wow. Miguel Sano makes an amazing play where the ball hits his glove and just bounces right back up into his bare hand. A bobble ball turns into an amazing play. They go around the horn. 5-4-3 and there's two gone. So now, yes, we have eight hits and seven have been left to die on the base paths. One of them was a solo home run. Here's Aloy Jimenez. One for two in this game with two outs now already in the bottom of the fifth. Inside pitch called a strike. 0-1 oh, the count. As for now, the White Sox bullpen is silent, and why not? Carlos Rodon is cruising. But don't think that Ricky Renteria is not ready with the first guy in. This one's fouled back. 0-2 oh, now on Jimenez. The kick and the pitch. Inside misses. 1-2 and two the count. Next offering is low below the knees. Two and two, the count is even. Jimenez awaits the next pitch. One to nothing, White Sox here with two outs. This one is swung on and sent over to first base. Donaldson down on one knee, makes the play, flips it over to Smeltzer. 3-1 put out in your scorecard, and the inning is over. We are through five. It is one to nothing on the south side of Chicago. And Carlos Rodon will face the top of the order for the Minnesota Twins. Byron Buxton's 0 for 2. He gets another look at Carlos. Third time through the order. He's going to try to lay down a bunt. Rodon pitches it around his bat. 0-1 the count. Rodon not giving him a lot of time to get set again. Delivers one outside. Swung on and missed. 0-2. Carlos Rodon now throws an inside slider that misses. One and two. 73 pitches so far here for Rodon. As we sit in the top of the sixth inning. The kick and the pitch. High. Misses. Two and two. It's a big deal to get the leadoff man, especially when he's Byron Buxton. This one lifted down the third base line. Curving foul. Jimenez unable to get to it. It gets out of play about two rows into the stands. Count even at two. Rondal calls the pitch. It's an outside fastball. He does not get the call from the umpire. The count is full, three and two. The top of the order, and a lot of speed here you don't want to let on. Rodon looks in and delivers. Inside pitch, he doesn't get the call, and he's very demonstrative on the mound. He thought he had him there. He's very annoyed, walks in halfway to the plate, and now Polanco's coming to the plate. They're going to come out and talk with Carlos right now. Of the three hits that Rodon has given up, two of them to Polanco, who's two for two. This is the AL batting title guy. He won it this year. One point ahead of Tim Anderson. The fans are up as they come off the mound. First pitch, Buxton's going. Ground ball over to the third. Mancata's only play is to go to first because the runner was in motion. Buxton now stands on second base. There's one gone on a 5-3 putout. Here comes Arias. So the Twins run right away. He probably would have had that base stolen. But it broke up the double play ball to Moncada. Now a pitch outside to Arias. 1-0 the count. He's 0-2 in this game. The left-handed hitter with a runner in scoring position. The first runner in scoring position 
all game long for the Minnesota Twins. Meanwhile, Jace Fry and Michael Kopech warm in the bullpen. Dylan Cease pitched long yesterday as the White Sox attempted to mount a comeback in game four. He's probably one of the few guys in the bullpen you're not going to. Low inside pitch, misses 3-0 the count. Carlos needs to come back here against Arias or he puts two on for Sano coming up. High pitch and he walked him. So we've got two on now and no outs here in the sixth inning. The bullpen is chugging along. It's gut check time for Carlos Rodan. The kick and the pitch. Inside pitch called a strike. 0-1 the count. Sox fans are up cheering on their pitcher. Next offering, low and away, 1-1. One, one. one out, runners on first and second. Buxton, lots of speed. Arias, pretty good speed. Inside pitch, down to first. Line drive, and he tags him out at first base, and the inning is over. Abreu grabs a line drive, puts his glove directly down on Arias, trying to dive back to first base, and gets him on the leg before his hand can touch the base. It's an unassisted three-double play. Rodan comes off the mound, pumping his fist, and this inning is over. Homer Bailey will come on now for the Minnesota Twins in the bottom of the sixth inning. They had a great opportunity, their best of the game so far, to get at the White Sox. And an amazing play by Abreu on a line shot directly to him. They turn to without turning anything. He just catches it and tags the runner next to him. And Encarnacion comes in. Takes a pitch on the outside corner. 1-0 the count. The question here is, do you go to the bullpen now? Carlos Rodon has pitched you a very good game. But he was starting to get shaky. And likely, if you bring him out for the seventh, he could struggle. And if you do go to the bullpen, who do you go to? Is it time already for Aaron Bummer and try to go with Bummer and Ciszek? to finish it out splitting up the last three innings? Or do you throw in another relief pitcher for the seventh? Ball outside, two and one now to Edwin. The kick and the pitch. Swung on down the third baseline. That is going to be foul. The Sox have Aaron Bummer warming right now in the bullpen. As this one is nubbed in front of the plate. Nice play made by Garber. He spins, and he gets the very slow of foot, Edwin Encarnacion, on a 2-3 to three put out. Rondell comes to the plate. He gets hit from the left side now against the righty Bailey. He's more comfortable there. He takes a pitch on the outside corner. 0-1 the count. The kick and the pitch. Swung on and missed. High and tight. 0-2. So Bummer, the lefty, warms up. Looking ahead at the seventh inning for the Twins. He matches up very good against the two and the three hitters of the first three that are coming up to the plate. Who are not so good against lefties compared to righties. That's Rosario and Donaldson. This pitch is high. Two and two the count. Next offering. Swing and a miss. And Grandal is down. He throws his bat in disgust. He's doing a very good job calling a very good game. Can't be too hard on yourself, although he has struggled in this series at times. Everybody wants to get the big hit and be the hero. Here's Larry Garcia. 
inside pitch taken for a ball 1-0. Bailey into the line. The left-handed hitting Garcia now. He's moved over as well as switch hitter. Takes a strike high, 1-1. One one. Argument could have been made. Bring him Mazara at this point. Put him out in right field. That's where he's been all year. But Garcia is a higher average guy. A little bit more fleet of foot. And has been a big part of this team. Plus, he's found his way on base already in this game. That pitch back up the middle. Falling quickly. It will not get in, though. Buxton on the run will make the play. A 1-2-3 inning for the Minnesota Twins and Homer Bailey. We are through. Six. Heading to the top of the seventh. Leading 1-0. That's it for Carlos Rodon. Aaron Bummer comes out for the seventh inning. Bummer has pitched in one inning of this series and did not give up any runs. He did give up one hit. Bummer will face Garver first and throw a ball outside, 1-0 the count. During the year, righties had a harder time against Aaron Bummer than lefties. You'll get the righty Garver, the lefty Rosario, and then the righty Josh Donaldson. He's 2-0 though, right now to Mitch Garver. Strike down the middle. 2-1. Game 5 of the ALDS. The White Sox took the first two games, lost the next two in Minnesota. Back here in Chicago now, as that one misses outside 3-1, holding a 1-0 lead in a game where they probably should have about 2-3 more runs. They have shot themselves in the foot, and the Twins have played pretty good defense at times. And there's been a little bit of fortune for Minnesota. And here's a fortunate thing. A walk from Aaron Bummer right away for Mitch Garver. He's down the first base. On five pitches, he goes down the first, and here's Rosario. Rodon had been cruising, but you could see the control disappearing in the last inning. Ground ball to second. Quick flip to short. Over to first. Mendick to Anderson to Abreu. Four, six, three. Rack him up. And there's two gone already here in the top of the seventh inning. Nice scoop by Danny Mendick. The flip over to Tim Anderson. Those two have worked well together here in the second half of the season since Mendick took the job permanently. And now with two outs, Bummer will face Josh Donaldson. First pitch, low and away. That's a ball. 1-0 the count. Into the wind of the pitch. Swung on and fouled back. One and one. And now, a slider fouled back. One and two the count. Two outs. A one-two count to Donaldson. This one lifted way back. Deep in the left field. And we have a tie ball game as Aaron Bummer gives up a home run. Halfway up to the concourse. Well over the bullpen of the Chicago White Sox in the left field. Nobody moved. Jimenez just put his head down. And Donaldson hits only his second home run of the year against the White Sox. He had 37 in the regular season. Only one against the Sox. And Aaron Bummer gives up a home run with two out. And we have a tie ball game. That ball out of here at 104.5 miles per hour. And it has quieted this White Sox crowd. 
Bummer now throws an inside pitch for a strike to Nelson Cruz. 0-1 the count. There are no socks being waved. Now we have a very quiet fan base. As the White Sox have squandered chances to score runs, they've tried to hold on to a 1-0 game. Swing and a miss there. Fans trying now to muster up a little bit of excitement. Waving their socks, but mostly seated here with two strikes. On Cruz, inside pitch misses. One and two. Took the air out of the place a little bit. Although they're starting to come back. Sox fans aren't going to sit there and shock forever. This game is far from over though now. All tied up at one. In game five of this playoff series. Swing and a miss. He sits down Cruz, but Josh Donaldson hits a solo home run here with two outs at the top of the seventh inning. And we are knotted up at one. Danny Mendick will lead off the bottom of the seventh inning. After Mendick will be Robert. And then the top of the order. The kick and the pitch. Inside fastball. Call the strike. 0-1 the count. The 0-1 pitch on the way. High misses 1-1. One one. Now a curveball swung on and missed at the knees. In the zone. 1-2 to Mendick. Bailey remains out in the game. He kicks and pitches, and a swing and a miss by Mendick. Drop third strike. It rolls away a little bit. Throw down the first. He almost made it there, actually. But Garber gets him by about a half a step. Ball rolled out towards the pitcher. Garber had to come out and get it, and Mendick was just smoking down the uh, first base line. Ground ball over to second now from Robert on the first pitch. He tries to beat it the first. Throws his arms out, saying he's safe, but he's out. Arias goes deep in the hole behind second base makes a great play and quickly two outs here in the bottom of the seventh inning for the Sox Tim Anderson comes to the plate and on the first pitch is going to lift this one deep out in the left field tailing back to the wall it's gone Tim Anderson comes up and on the first pitch lights this crowd up with a solo home run the left into the bullpen Anderson with an emphatic stop on home plate. And the Sox lead this game again 2-1. Tim Anderson, the vocal leader of this team, takes one deep off of Homer Bailey. Big swing, and now that you're looking at it, he wasn't sure if it was getting over. He takes off running. And that ball just keeps carrying Hits the back wall of the bullpen out left field. Pretty high up. And now Moncada comes to the plate. He'll sky this one in the right center field. Tailing back, Buxton underneath it. And that's the end of the inning. He almost took one out as well. Tim Anderson with two outs. Hits a solo home run and the White Sox regain the lead here in game five. Wow. We now head... To the top of the eighth inning. Aaron Bummer is going to remain in the game. Bummer's one of the best the White Sox have. And they're going to give him an opportunity here. Although you do have Kopech warming in the pen along with Alex Calame. Here's Marwin Gonzalez. Throughout the season, White Sox left-handers have done better than the right-handers against the Twins. 
And Renteria opting to try to keep lefties out there. Inside pitch, misses 3-1 and one the count. You can still go to Gio Gonzalez if you need a lefty as well, but the way that he played against them in Game 3, you may be hesitant. The 3-1 pitch on the way, swung on and missed. Count is now full. Next offering, swung on and missed. He got him. And the White Sox are five outs away from advancing to the next round of the postseason. Got him on a high outside heater. And up comes the top of the order in Byron Buxton. Buxton now to the plate. Takes a pitch outside, 1-0. Inside pitch now fouled back, 1-1 the count. Polanco waits on deck. The 1-1 pitch, low and away, 2-1 the count. I would imagine the Sox will be tempted to at least have bummer pitch to Polanco no matter what. As he has done so much better from the left side against the White Sox in terms of power, although now he walks Buxton. And there's a speedy runner on again with one out. It might be time to go get him. They're going to at least go out and have a talk with him. Bummer's going to remain in. Runner on first here. One out. Buxton does not go on the first pitch as he did the last time he got on first base. Takes a ball. Does Polanco. 1-0 the count. Kopech and Calame are warm. They're going to elect to let Bummer at least face this batter. Got him on a strike, throw down to second base. Not in time as Buxton takes second. In a tight 2-1 ball game, there's now a runner in scoring position. With the American League batting champ at the plate for Minnesota. The guy who just missed getting that for the second year in a row hit a home run in the last half inning to make this 2-1. That's Tim Anderson. Now a pitch high, 2-1 the count. Buxton leads off a second. Bummer checks it. The pitch on the way. Swung on and fouled back. Two and two. The next offering. Swung on and sent down the first baseline into the crowd. Foul. Count remains even at two. Bummer checks the runner again. Looks in for the sign and delivers. This one's popped up down the first baseline. Abreu giving chase. He will not get there. Will reset. Still 2-2, two and two, the count is even. Bummer. Delivers. Foul back, another foul ball and a at-bat that is stretching out. The next offering. Swung on and popped straight up. Rondell now running back near the dugout will make the catch and collide after making it with the bat boy for Minnesota. Knock that kid over. He makes the catch. There's two gone. And Bummer's going to remain in for Arias. And on the first pitch, this one's going to be lifted out in the right field near the wall. And it's over. Renteria leaves Bummer in for the left-handed hitting Arias. And he just hit a two-run home run. Aaron Bummer, one of the best relief pitchers in baseball, Gave up a game-tying home run last inning with two outs. Now gives up the go-ahead two-run homer to the Twins here and Arias. Garcia leapt at the wall. The ball just over his glove. He threw that pitch so fast we didn't even get a chance to set up the at-bat. And that's going to be it for Aaron Bummer as the White Sox are going to go out and get Alex Colomay. 
the pitch to Miguel Sano. So Colome comes in. It lined up very well for the White Sox in terms of the type of pitcher they wanted on the mound. Aaron Bummer had not been used at all in this series, really. He pitched one inning. Four batters early in the series. Was clearly at 100%. The Sox sent him out there to preserve the lead. He blows it. They get the lead back for him. He blows it again. Swing and a miss there by Sano. It's already one and two. It's Colome. He's going to try to finish this inning out, and then we're going to go to the bottom of the eighth, trailing by a run. The kick and the pitch. Outside misses. Sano lays off it. Two and two. An intense game five. Carlos Rodon pitched very well. Could he have gone another inning? Would it have made a difference? I don't think he would have done as bad as Bummer did. Swing and a miss by Sano. And the inning is over, but Arias hits a two-run home run just over the glove of Larry Garcia as he leapt at the fence in right field on the first pitch to Arias. Bob of the eighth inning, and Will Harris is going to come in and pitch for the Minnesota Twins. This is his first appearance of the series. He had a 1.26 whip over 29 to third innings in the regular season. Abreu, who hit a solo home run to start the scoring early in this game and made it 1-0, will lead off this inning. It'll be a 3, the 4, and the 5 hitter for the White Sox. Meanwhile, warming up in the bullpen is Steve Ciszek. I guarantee he is pitching the top of the ninth no matter what to give the White Sox the best possible chance to come back in this game. A strike down the middle called on Abreu. 0-1 the count. The next offering. Away, he checks it up. He does not go. 1-1 to Jose Abreu. Sox won the first two games of the ALDS. They led at times in game three. They never led in game four. They lost both of those games. They led in this game twice. And the first time the Twins take the lead is with two outs in the top of the eighth inning on a two-run home run. And instead of being up by a run, you're down by one. That pitch is fouled off one and two now to Abreu. The pitch on the way from Harris. Swung on and popped back. One and two the count. The kick and the pitch. Swung on and missed, and Abreu goes down. One gone here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Aloy Jimenez will come to the plate. He's had an up-and-down series. We're looking for that big power. We have not seen a lot of it. Pitch low and away misses on a fastball. 1-0 the count. An option for the White Sox coming up here is a Nomar Mazzara. A left-handed bat with some power who has played very well against the Twins. Did not start because of the left-handed starter, but is now available. As this one is scorched towards right field, that's a base hit. Jimenez is on. Aloy is quick, but is he quick enough? The question is, with one out here in the eighth, you put on a pinch runner. Meanwhile, Edwin Encarnacion is coming to the plate. Jimenez will remain at first base. Encarnacion stands in. Righty on righty. First pitch away. 1-0 the count. For those that might wonder, do you 
pinch hit for Encarnacion as he doesn't hit very well against righties compared to lefties. He's still such a good hitter against righties. You still want him in there. He gives you the opportunity for the big home run. He had 32 on the season. And he could draw a walk. One and one on a strike at the knees. Next pitch outside. Swung on and missed. One and two. One out. Jimenez on first. Grandal stands on deck. The pitch. Swung out and missed on an inside pitch. And Encarnacion goes down. There's two gone. Here comes Yasmani Grandal. We have seen heroics during these broadcasts of these simulated games by Yasmani Grandal. The amazing pinch hit three-run home run against the Twins earlier in the season. He stands in the left-handed batter's box where he is most dangerous. First pitch is a strike. Letter high. 0-1 the count. The fans are up trying to will their team to get a big hit. That pitch swung on and missed, low and in. Grandal is quickly 0-2 in the count. Working quickly is Harris. He delivers. Swung on and foul back. Grandal will get another chance. Still 0-2 in the count. Two outs, runner on first in Jimenez. Long look in and the pitch on the way. That's a high ball. Just missed the zone. 1-2. Close pitch taken by Yasmani Grandal. The righty Harris. Checks the runner at first, Jimenez, and delivers. Swung on and foul back into the backstop. Scared the bejesus out of somebody in the expensive seats. Still one and two. The next offering. Inside pitch. The Twins wanted it. It was borderline. It goes as a ball. Two and two the count. The pitch. Swung on and fouled off into the tarp down the third base line. Two and two the count. Runner on first in Jimenez. Two outs, bottom of the eighth. Swung on and fouled off now into the 300 club. Down the third base line. Yasmani continues the fight. Who will win this battle? Inside pitch, a ball, the count is full. Grandal having it at bat. Harris trying to find a way to get him out. Yasmani looking for that pitch and that moment. The pitch on the way. And he froze him on a pitch on the corner, called strike three, and the inning is over. We go to the top of the ninth with the White Sox trailing three to two in game five of the ALDS. Steve Ciszek comes into this game. This is the first appearance he's had in this postseason. It's never been close enough. He has 68 appearances in the regular season. He was incredible. 34 saves on the year. Took over the closer's role. Like I said, it's never been close enough. And it's incredible that here we are in game five, down by a run, and Ciszek is coming into the game. First time used all series long by Ricky Renteria. Aaron Bummer was only used for one inning. A lot of mop-up work was done. But you have to question the use of the bullpen here in the postseason. 0-2 quickly now. And Ciszek is going right after Mitch Garver. Two sliders inside. He swings and misses. He now stares in. Sets. And delivers. Inside pitch misses. You know, one of the questions that we had all year long is who could be the closer for the White Sox. And it really put him in a bind here in the postseason. Because when Colomay became so unreliable, he was always blowing saves and lost that spot. 
You couldn't go C-Shack, Bummer, and then Colomay with the option of mixing other guys in depending on the situation. Instead, you're now trying to stretch Bummer for two innings. Swing and a miss there. Garver goes down. C-Shack pumps his fist. Strikes out the first guy. And it worked for the regular season enough to win 103 games. But bullpens are necessary in a postseason. We've got a lot of starters here, but the bullpen did not show up in this series. And that's something that you would dread in any playoff series. As Eddie Rosario comes in and takes a sinker inside low, 1-0. Game's not over yet. Ninth inning heroics would be incredible here in Game 5. Tshek sets and delivers. Fouls it back. 1-1 one one the count. The 1-1 pitch on the way to the lefty Rosario. He misses away, 2-1. The next offering, away, misses, 3-1 now. Nobody is in the bullpen for the White Sox. This is Steve Ciszek's inning. Down by a run. He'll try to get them to the ninth. Still down by a run. He misses outside and walks him. And the runner is on. So the Twins have a run around now with one out. Ciszek walks behind the mound looking at the baseball as if it's somehow the baseball's fault. He'll toss it in. He'll get a new one. And here's Donaldson. Donaldson with a big home run. With two outs in the seventh inning against Aaron Bummer. It tied the game until Timmy Anderson hit one in the bottom of the seventh with two outs. And then in the top of the eighth with two outs, Arias hits a two-run home run for the Twins, and the White Sox are trailing for the first time all game. Three to two here. A ball on the inside corner, one to know the count to Donaldson. The next offering, swung on and missed. One and one. Nelson Cruz waits on deck. Zizek with the sidearm pitch delivers. This one's popped straight up. Makata's going to come in and call everybody off. He'll stand halfway between the plate and third base, make the catch. There's two gone. And if you're a White Sox fan right now, you'd like to get Nelson Cruz and start focusing on getting at least one run, maybe two, in the final frame of your season, maybe, if you can't get those runs. Pitch inside, 1-0 the count. If the White Sox tie it and go into extras, it is likely that Dylan Cease or Michael Kopech come out. It makes a lot of sense. Kopech, at several times this year, including against the Twins, has pitched four or five innings in extras and held down the other team to no runs. He is fully capable of it. Cease actually pitched three innings yesterday. So Kopech would seem to be the guy. Two and one the count out of Cruz. And a high inside pitch called a ball. It was close. Three and one. And you don't want to put on another guy. Zizek struggling a little bit here. He's got two outs. Here's the pitch. Oh, and they're not going to give him that call. That was right on the corner. And Grandal frustrated. And Cooper's up at the top step. Now he's saying, oh, I only came up here to come talk to my pitcher. But he's angry. There's going to be a meeting on the mound between Cooper, Grandal, and Zizek. And Marwin Gonzalez is going to come to the plate. Two on, two out. Sox trailing by a run here in the top of the ninth inning. 
First pitch fouled off by Gonzalez, who's now hitting from the left side. The switch hitter moves over against the righty. First time all series, he is batted from that side of the plate. Inside pitch misses. One and one. Now a swing and a miss and an inside slider. One and two the count. Ciszek checks the lead runner. Looks in and delivers. Low and away, misses. Count is even at two. The next offering also misses outside. Three and two. Gonzalez is not reaching. Ciszek has to decide now with Grandal. Are they going to go inside the zone here or try to get him to reach? I don't think he's going to reach. You're going to have to go in the strike zone. Checks the runner and delivers. Swung on and popped back. He'll get another pitch. We got a full count here. Runners on first and second. You're already down by a run. Two outs in the top of the ninth inning. A big moment. Swung on. Down the third baseline. Foul ball, thankfully. That would have given him a run. Will reset at three and two. The pitch. It's foul back again. The runners are going on every pitch here. Count remains full. The next offering. Also foul back. A long at bat here. And a battle between Gonzalez and Ciszek, who went to the All-Star game this year. The pitch. And they're going to call it a ball in the outside corner. And now Renteria's barking. And we have a very frustrated coaching staff out there, and they're going to want to go out and talk now that our pitcher. The bases are loaded. Renteria is going to have a long discussion with the umpire. He's not going out to the pitcher. I thought he was going there, but you're right. He can't go get him. He's already talked to him once before. He came out. They were waiting to see if he was going to see his pitcher. No, he just wanted to tell you he thinks that you're really bad at calling balls and strikes all of a sudden. They give him a lot of leeway because it's game five. He's back in the dugout. The bases are loaded. Byron Buxton's to the plate. There's two gone here. In the top of the ninth inning, there's nowhere to put another runner. Steve Ciszek delivers. A ball on the inside corner. He's just not getting that call. He loves to paint the inside-outside corners with sliders and sinkers. He is not getting the call. All game long, the strike zone has been the same. Now, it seems to have gotten smaller. Swing and a miss. And a pitch in the zone. One and one. We're in the American League Divisional Series. The Astros won their series. They await the winner of this one. Swing and a miss on an inside pitch, one and two. Sox won the first two games in Chicago, lost the next two in Minnesota. Led in this game most of the way, but now trail three to two with the bases loaded for the Twins. Outside pitch misses, count is even at two. In the ninth inning, as that's a ball on the inside corner, the White Sox will be setting the bottom part of their lineup up. It'll be interesting to see if anything changes. Meanwhile, we have a payoff pitch on the way. 3-2 count with the bases loaded as Steve Ciszek is struggling. Into the wind in the pitch. Strike three, he got him on the inside corner swinging. He went over the top of Buxton's hands. Buxton yells at his bat as he walks back. Meanwhile, the White Sox have a chance now in the bottom of the ninth. Taylor Rogers is going to come in to try to close this game. Rogers was the leader in saves for the Twins during the season. 
The White Sox got to him once this year. Rodgers is a lefty. Larry Garcia is going to come to the plate as a righty. And he will lead off in the bottom of the ninth inning. And a strike on the outside corner. 0-1. After Garcia, it's Mendick and then Robert. The 7-8-9 hitters. This one down the third baseline. Foul ball. And quickly 0-2. That one was almost down the line for a double. Next pitch called strike three on the inside corner. Garcia's down on three pitches. And that is an inauspicious moment. And Garcia's yelling at the umpire. It's a young team that's frustrated right now. And James McCann is going to grab a bat and come out and hit for Danny Mendick. McCann is much better against lefties. He also had a big double against Rodgers earlier in the year. In the one game, the White Sox came back on the Twins against Rodgers. He'll swing and miss at the first pitch low and away. 0-1 the count. So Renteria going with a guy that has gotten to Rodgers before with Robert on deck. Swung on down the third base line and quickly 0-2. One out here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Game five and the White Sox looking for a miracle. In a one-run game, this ball lifted into right center field. Falling quickly, it will not get down. The second baseman, Arias, runs back and gets it over his shoulder. And folks, we are now to the end, possibly, of this season, unless Luis Robert can do something amazing. The rookie of the year will come up, and he will bat with two outs against the lefty, Rodgers. First pitch, a strike on the outside corner. I want to say this right now. No matter what happens here, this has been a fun simulated season. I've really enjoyed doing it. I would love to do more next weekend. If not, Sox in the basement is back on its regular schedule. Andy Mazur, the real voice of the Chicago White Sox, will be on with us. This one lifted into right field. Tailing down is a base hit. And Robert is on. Now he's going to try to stretch it for a double. And he's out at second base and the game is over. The Twins win on a crazy finish. The exuberance of youth. Luis Robert, the AL Rookie of the Year, who had done terribly the entire series, drops one down the right field line. And he made the turn at first. And I think he thought that ball was going to get by Nelson Cruz. Cruz snow cones it, turns around, and guns him down at second base, trying to get to a double, and set up Tim Anderson with a runner in scoring position to make the final out on the base paths. When you're so fast, you're probably going to steal that base anyway is unfortunate. I've always been annoyed by Daryl Boston, so I'm going to blame it on him. I don't know what he's sending him for at first base. That's not me, folks. I have no control over that. So the White Sox 2020 simulated season comes to a close. The AL Rookie of the Year gets a base hit and is gunned down at second base, trying to make something more out of what was really a single and a great play made by the veteran Nelson Cruz. The exuberance of youth overtaken by the craftiness of a veteran who may have deked Robert into thinking that he could get extra bases. And Luis Robert learns a lesson. He also, though, got some hardware this year as the American League Rookie of the Year. This 2020 simulated season was a lot of fun. They win 103 games. We had a great time calling the games. We enjoyed bringing these to you. I am really proud of the partnership we have with Sox on 35th. 
You know, we didn't really know those guys over there. I'll be honest with you. We decided we want to do a sim season, and they announced they were going to just be doing like a statistical sim season. And I said, well, why run two of them? Let's just run it together. And it's just, you know, two independent podcasters, bloggers getting together and trying to put together something special. I've really enjoyed this. It's a shame the way it ends. They did win the division. You know, they, they, they did get a rookie of the year out of it. They did show us a lot. I think we learned a lot about what this White Sox team could be. And I think it ended probably the best way you could even expect it to end. And going into 2020, the idea they could win the division, that's crazy to me. I'm sorry. In a 60-game schedule, though, completely possible. All right? The, the idea that they would win 103 games after, after last year, incredible to me. Okay? I love the fact that MLB The Show loves them so much. But this is a very good team. Carlos Rodon is going to be a very big asset for the White Sox, I believe, in the 60-game schedule here in 2020 that's actually going to happen. I think you have an awful lot of pitching there. I did my best trying to manage this team. I couldn't decide what they were doing on the base paths this year. And I couldn't swing at the plate for them. And I made rules for myself that I wouldn't cheat, ever. I wanted whatever the legit result of the game was. And I was not going to do anything crazy. I wasn't going to mess around. I made a few good managerial decisions. I made that decision to pinch hit Yasmani Grandal for Edwin Encarnacion when they brought in a, a, a sidearm pitcher. And he hits a three-run home run. And it was a huge game in the middle of the season. And I've also made some mistakes. I, uh, I really thought Aaron Bummer was going to do better there in that next inning. He's been so solid all year long. For him to give up the lead twice here in Game 5, you know, I kicked myself for that. But Carlos Rodon, me watching it, I just didn't think that he had anything left in him. And I wasn't going to send him out there and feel stupid with everybody ready in the bullpen and, and, and fresh and ready to go. You expect Bummer and Ciszek to come out and do more than what they were able to do. We were lucky we didn't give up a run there in the top of the ninth inning. Sox bats unable to get anything done. Luis Arias is, of course, the player of the game. The loss goes to Aaron Bummer, and that's really all you need to know. Folks, I really enjoyed this. This is a lot of fun. Uh, thank you for letting Sox in the Basement give you these simulated games. My buddy Dave joins me, finally, at the 9-foot homemade oak bar in person. The show gets back exactly to what it was before the pandemic. The two friends sitting at this bar, having a beer, talking about the White Sox. It's been the thing we've been doing for the last two years. This is a nice little sidetrack. We did the best we could with a bad situation. But now I want baseball back. I want to talk about the real White Sox. Andy Mazur is going to join us, the new voice of the Chicago White Sox. I'm going to hang up the broadcasting microphone here for Simulated Sox and look forward to listening to Andy on the broadcast coming up, and I can't wait to talk to him about that. My name is Chris Lanuti. Thank you very much for listening to the Simulated White Sox season. The wrap-up of everything will probably be on the Sox on 35th blog. We had a great time. We will see you on Wednesday right here on Sox in the Basement with Andy Mazur, the brand-new voice of the White Sox. Myself, my buddy Dave, and Sox in the Basement will continue to roll forth now into the real 2020 season. All brought to you by Family Waterproofing Solutions. My name is Chris. This is Sox in the Basement, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SoxintheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Sox in the Basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on socksinthebasement.com.